Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we're about to finish the book of Genesis. I'm going to read the last chapter today. But before I do that, I just want to briefly recap some of the highlights of Genesis. First, the creation story takes place in Genesis. And the creation narrative, we went through it very carefully, first day, second day, and so forth. We talked about Adam and Eve as the first humans. We talked about the fall of mankind, where original sin entered into the garden, and Adam and Eve fell prey to sin, and by extension, all mankind inherited a sin nature through them. We spoke of Adam and Eve as prototypes for marriage and all marriages. We talked about Noah and the flood. Um, We spoke in Genesis 11 of the Tower of Babel and the implications for that. Then we began primarily in Genesis 12, although it was mentioned in Genesis 11. We began in Genesis 12 with the life of Abraham. This is the story, the redemptive story of God's revelation to mankind through the Jewish people. So God made a covenant with Abraham. He extended the covenant to Isaac. Later, he extended the covenant to Jacob. And we talked about these things in the covenant as three aspects, soil, seed, and a savior. The soil was the promised land. Uh, The seed was the promise of many descendants. And the savior, of course, were the various prophecies regarding the Messiah that would come uh, through the lineage of Abraham and would bless all mankind. We spoke about Isaac and the life of Isaac and how uh, his life in many ways typified the life of Jesus Christ. We spent some time with Isaac and Rebekah and the analogy of the bride of Christ and how they um, in many ways typified Jesus and his church, the relationship between Jesus and his church. And we're just finishing the life of Jacob slash Israel, um, the father of the 12 sons and also the grandfather of Manasseh and Ephraim, who would become tribes of Israel as well. And so today, as we finish Genesis, I'm reading from Genesis chapter 50. Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. Then Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full 40 days, for that was the time required for embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him 70 days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I have found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him, My father made me swear an oath and said, I'm about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go up and bury my father, then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All of Pharaoh's officials accompanied him, the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household. Only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very large company. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly. And there, Joseph observed the seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, The Egyptians are holding a solemn ceremony of mourning. 
That is why that place near the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did as he had commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan, and they buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah, which Abraham had bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury their father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask that you forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all of his father's family. He lived 110 years and saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also, the children of Machir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. So the chapter begins with Joseph throwing himself on his father and weeping and kissing him when he dies. You know, the, the last part of Genesis is all about Joseph. And so Joseph is the first one to weep and mourn for their father. And then this huge burial procession leaves Egypt uh, with Jacob's body, taking him back to the promised land. And we read that all of Pharaoh's officials accompanied him, the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, beside Joseph's household and the brothers and all that. This was a huge processional. It was a huge honor, a send-off for Jacob, if you will, and all of the surrounding people on seeing the chariots and the horses and the, the very large company were deeply moved, thinking this was some great man in the earth. And indeed, he was a great man. Indeed, he is a great man to this day. Jacob, the father of the sons of Israel. Jacob, who became Israel. And so he had an appropriate send-off, and uh, he was carried back. In verse 10, when they reached the threshing floor of Atad near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly. And there, Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. Now, this became known as sitting Shiva. This sitting Shiva, or sitting seven days of mourning for uh, what are referred to as first-degree relatives, brother, sister, mother, father, child, first-degree relatives. Um, this sitting Shiva is part of observant Judaism to this day. A lot of times Jewish people who are in mourning will sit on the floor of their house and receive guests sitting Shiva in observance of this period of mourning. 
And uh, it's a seven-day period of mourning, and part of the support comes from the way that Joseph behaved while mourning the passing of his father. Ultimately, they buried him in the cave of Machpelah, along with his father and mother and his grandfather, Abraham, and his wife, Leah. I think, once again, that's very sweet that he was ultimately interred with Leah. And their bones rest to this day in that cave of Machpelah. This is a known location. I mentioned in many episodes ago that some of the Jews believe that Adam and Eve are also interred in that same cave. But at the very least, we know that Abraham and Isaac and their wives and uh, Jacob and his wife Leah are buried there. After this, Joseph's brothers feared retribution. They said, what if Joseph holds a grudge? And so they came up with this elaborate lie with a statement supposedly left by their father who who didn't leave the statement, saying, please forgive your brothers, you know, they're, they're so sorry, and so forth. Joseph, I think, immediately saw through the ruse. He wept. He had no intention of, of holding a grudge of, against the brothers. In fact, he said, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And so Joseph once again showed his high degree of character and spoke kindly to his brothers, even though his father had now passed. And so that mitigating influence of the father was no longer there. But Joseph was way past any desire for retribution against these brothers who had mistreated him. Ultimately, Joseph's time to die comes, and uh, he's 110 years old. I just want to mention, Joseph went down to Egypt when he was 17. So Joseph has lived in Egypt 93 years. Perhaps he was a ruler for 80 of those years. We don't know. As long as 80 it could have been, but certainly for a large portion of his life, he was a ruler. But the main point is, for 80 years, he was in a very good place. Even though he went through prison and went through being sold into slavery and so forth, he had a very redemptive finish to his life. Joseph, as he was dying, made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid. Then you must carry my bones up from this place. And so Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed him and put him in a coffin in Egypt until such time as they would carry him to the promised land. Now, this is the last chapter of Genesis, and so we're finishing today, and I just want to pray over all that we've read, not just the chapter we've just finished. So, Father God, we thank you for the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, uh, the bare sheet, as the Jewish people call it, beginnings. Lord, this is the place of beginnings for almost everything contained in the Bible. Lord, the law of first mention reminds us, as we're studying a topic, whether it be a original sin or marriage, we go to the first mention in the Bible, and, and original sin is found in Genesis. The first marriage is found in Genesis. The first mention of the Jewish people is found in Genesis. And so, so many things. Lord, remind us often of the substantive things that we have heard and have read and have considered and meditated on from Genesis. And Lord, build on this book and every book that follows. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. 
If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.